This is The Space Shot, episode 159, for October 20th, 2017. Six scrubs and a launch. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. The seventh time was the charm for the crew of STS-73 when the space shuttle Columbia finally lifted off Pad 39B on October 20th, 1995. After numerous scrubs for varying reasons, including weather and problems with the shuttle, the crew was finally on their way. This was the second mission for the U.S. Microgravity Laboratory. It was a space lab mission, and during the 16-day shuttle flight, the crew split into a red and blue shift. Dividing into two teams meant that 12-hour shifts could be utilized, maximizing the time spent doing experiments while in orbit. I'm linking to the STS-73 post-flight video presentation, and I'm going to start the video about midway through that when you click on the link. The experiment done on drop physics is mesmerizing, so take a few minutes to check that video out. One of the things I found funny about this mission is that astronaut Kent Rominger, a Colorado native from potato country there, was excited because the crew was tasked with growing potatoes during this mission. Specifically, the crew was investigating how to deliver water and nutrients to plants growing in space. For fans of The Martian, I think Mark Watney would be proud. I've got one piece of Soviet space history for today. The Venera 9 lander touched down on Venus on October 20th, 1975, bringing back the first pictures from the surface of another planet. The lander was exposed to temperatures around 900 degrees Fahrenheit and pressures from the toxic atmosphere that had crushed previous landers that had made it to the surface of this hellish world. The extreme pressures create an incredibly dense atmosphere that is absolutely brutal on any spacecraft that touch down on the Venusian surface. I think Venus is one of the underrated planets for exploration. The proposed HAVOC mission, or High Altitude Venus Operational Concept, would use robotic airships to explore the clouds above the dangerous landscape below. Using airships would allow for the surface to be mapped in incredible detail, and if you want to know more about that mission, check out episode 6. I want to wrap up today's episode with a big piece of news. Blue Origin announced the successful test firing of their new liquid natural gas-powered BE-4 engine. This massive engine still needs to undergo further testing, but this initial test is a big step in the right direction for Blue Origin. The engine is supposed to develop... 550,000 pounds of thrust, a massive amount that exceeds the 380,000 pounds that the new Raptor engine from SpaceX develops. It will be interesting to see the SpaceX Big Falcon rocket and the Blue Origin New Glenn rocket in operation, since both are designed to be reusable. Blue Origin is also competing to supply the engines for the upcoming United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket. The competition between Aerojet Rocketdyne and Blue Origin is heating up, with people for both companies pushing for the selection of their engine. Frankly, I think it's an awesome time to be alive for spaceflight. The amount of disruption in what was a stagnant industry is breathtaking, and the next decade should be incredibly fun to watch. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. 
Let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate it if you could share the space shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, The Missile Gap. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.